0: hello welcome to raw japan episode 247 this is brandon shin broadcasting from itoshima fukuoka and today i'm going to speak about foreigners in itoshima and japan in general so i'm a foreigner in japan i was born in the u.s my parents are jamaican chinese i think most foreigners that live in japan have done or are doing some type of English teaching, including me. And a lot of foreigners also, especially English speakers, are from either the US, the UK, or Australia, or New Zealand, in my experience. And I just met two uh, Westerners. Today, on my daily walk, one of which lives close to me, Australian guy with a family, and uh, another guy, Swedish guy with uh, just a wife. And, you know, both are seeming to be doing interesting stuff. The Australian guy seemed to, I didn't talk to them so long, but from what I heard, he studied in Kyoto. I think he went to university in Kyoto. And now has children and some of the children go to the schools that I teach at. And um, the Swedish guy is a farmer, which was interesting. And he recently rented some land for three years. And, you know, I've been very interested in growing my own vegetables for some time now. And I've mentioned it before in the podcast, but... so interesting to see a foreigner that had you know basically got inside the community because he's renting land from farmers that have had the land for many many years and generations and generations in their families and to have leased that out to a foreigner that you know it's not hasn't been living he's only been living in itoshima for like a year and a half and um To have gained that trust is remarkable, and first of all to even have found that contact, I mean, think about it. Most Japanese people are open to having foreigners as guests, but not necessarily as permanent residents, right? And Most foreigners have basically adapted to that expectation. And and most people don't want to stay in Japan for the rest of their lives. I think I'm one of the rare uh, cases there. But um, I think... I think it's important if you're going to be living anywhere to have awareness that you can't just go in and come through with your imperialistic ways and just buy up stuff and and not really be connected to the community right uh i think we have to i mean this is anywhere right you don't have to necessarily be somebody from an out like a different country and move somewhere else you can be born in that place that you live in currently and still be extracting value without giving back and i think it's important for us to remind ourselves you know that we are part of our communities in a big way and the only way that those communities prosper is if we the pieces of that community if we give back and that can be through actions events or simple financial donations and uh, i think the reason that asia is so good with the communal vibes is because everybody is on the same page of course you know there's a lot of education uh i mean education everywhere is kind of robotic, but there's a huge emphasis on being part of society and contributing that is taught in Japanese schools. I mean, you have students, when they do any type of like group activity, they elect different leaders, or um, I guess you'd call them leaders, and they have the responsibility to do certain tasks, and then lead the group through doing that task and i think this teaches responsibility in a good way and everybody sees themselves as an important part of the team and so that translates down the line when they get older uh to society you know people in for example in the class they have the students uh at lunchtime basically share out the food for everybody. And during that time, they'll have some students go to the front of the class and tell them, I have some news to deliver for you for today's lunch or whatever for today. And they all listen with respect and respond despite that student's status in the class. It's they are now that leader in that moment, and everybody understands that, no one's trying to challenge their position, and they respect their speech. But I feel like in the West individualism is quite is is pushed in a huge way, and it's important, I think, to understand who you are right and um you know develop your own creative interests and establish your identity and all of that but also to understand that you are part of a community of people and that really the only way things get done is when you do them together and it just doesn't happen as often i think in the west and of course you know in asia Everybody is basically the same ethnicity in the countries that they're, you know, because they don't have much outside. um, How can you say outside ethnicities really populating Asian countries? It's mostly like, for example, China is mostly Chinese people or uh, people of Chinese descent. There's different uh, groups in that, of course but a large percent of China is Han, one ethnic group. Whereas if you go to the U.S., you have a lot of different people from a lot of different places. And of course, I mean, that can also be a strength too, right? I mean, you have a lot of different ideas coming together to form something new. And uh, I mean, I think the one important thing is that whether you're going to indoctrinate people to be on the same page which you could see in asia or you're going to teach people so that they voluntarily want to contribute to community uh i just think it's important to create that sense of bond and sense of wanting to do something together And that's what I feel here in Itoshima. And so to see this Swedish guy come here and purchase a lease on a land by connecting with a friend of a friend of a friend of his wife's, of his wife, (laughs) um, who is Japanese, is really cool to see and inspiring for me. And I hope to do that in the future as well, except I want to own land. And, uh... Yeah, I think uh, it's a good reminder to just ask yourself, what part are you playing in your own community, and are you extracting value, or are you giving back? That's what I want to talk about today, and uh, yeah, if you notice I miss a couple of days on the podcast, I usually do a daily podcast, but recently things have been moving pretty quickly with the project that I partnered up with a local travel company and a big media company here in Kyushu and we just had our first tour with um, a customer of mine who bought a book and actually found me through this podcast and she came to take a tour with me and the host uh, the travel company owner and we showed her around Itoshima and I'm looking forward to getting her feedback on the experience but yes, my apologies for missing some days it's been May has been kind of rocky with uh, you know getting the Raw Japan box off and up and just starting school back again teaching in these schools so from I'm gonna keep on going with the daily podcasts. That's not to say that I won't miss a day or two in the future, but you know, I'm gonna do my best to feed you guys some Japan goodness every day. That sounds good to you, and you want more stories. I've been more consistent with my daily email newsletter. So if you're interested in that, you can go to brandonshin.net and sign up there to get a free book. Ooh. Almost threw up there. A free book and also daily emails about my experiences here in Japan that I don't talk about on the podcast sometimes. So Go to brandonchin.net and sign up there. If you want the Raw Japan box, it's available for an annual subscription. You get 12 months of Japanese goodness sent to your door and access to Japanese people. Go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw. You probably need the www in there. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, share this episode with somebody that you think needs to understand the part they play in their community and the responsibility we all have as people in groups. Thank you for listening. Take care. See you on the next episode.